0: What's up guys, CB here, back from vacation for another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast episode 207 coming at you this week. Uh, Excited to have David back from Pure Michigan, of course, AC Insider Mr. Kenneth Grover is always here. I'm back from my cruise, back from vacation, had a great time, nice relaxing time, but we're back to business this week as uh, things are kicking off rather heavily here trying to get things finished up on the year in October. Uh, Excited to welcome in the one Bass U.S. Open champ, Mr. Roy Hawk, to the program this week. Talk a little bit about his U.S. Open win, his second win in that illustrious tournament. We'll do some U-picks. We'll talk some news and notes that uh, I obviously missed last week while I was gone. So a lot of things happen here uh, at anglerschannel.com. So you guys tune in. AC Insider starts for right now.
1: Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends, one at a time.
2: Now here's your host,
0: Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's angler's channel insider podcast brought to you by ranger boats powered by mercury marine of course shock to life by rely on lithium batteries tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water check them out at relyonbattery.com use code angler's channel for 10 percent off your next purchase and free shipping I'm Chris Brown, along with Social Media Ninja, Mr. David Zhang. Of course, Angler's Challenge cider Mr. Ken Grover. David, it's good to have you back. We missed you a good couple you weeks back. ago, buddy. So, missed you a couple yeah. weeks ago. But
3: I did try to chime in, but I don't think I got the right invite.
0: <laughs> uh, you got the invite. You know what? What's funny about it is, is when we got done, I went back to Mother Computer to finish up some other work. And I got this email that says, David's in queue, waiting to join. I'm like, he didn't join our meeting. I don't know where he was. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there. But uh, no, that was uh, that was a good deal. You spent a little time up in Pure, Michigan, saw some uh, some video and some stuff. How was your time catching Big Smallmouth
3: over there? It was pretty memorable, I guess you could say. We got a lot of, I don't know, I guess I, I, I joked. I jokingly say this on, on some of my social posts, but dreams coming true. But it's one of those things where I, I never would have imagined ever, like, I like guess, share a boat on the water with, uh, you know, Kevin Van Dam or, uh, or Mark Zona. But, you know, it, it was pretty fun though, to see, cause I saw on my first day, cause it was a two day event. I got to spend the whole afternoon with Kevin Van Dam and to see him, like, dial in the spinnerbait bite because i know it was one of your checklist items for me but he was like so like i don't know and like for to see how he worked a spinnerbait and like like my arm was shot my shoulder was shot from throwing a spinnerbait for the next couple of days but then like the next day he was supposed to have left around noon but he he wasn't gone he was still on the lake until like i think three or four o'clock so sure. That, that's how much of a uh, uh i guess you know that spinnerbait bite was on for him but it was really a, a pretty good um pretty good trip I, I guess you know i officially broke my record which is not a big one because i guess other guys that were with uh, that were there had bigger records but i, caught, I beat my personal record so what was what was your pb going into this so supposedly a five even so i on the first day i caught a five one it was like a 5.07 so like Five pound and one ounce uh, smallmouth on the first day, and then um, towards the end of the day on second on day two, I was with Bill Low and I caught a five forty eight. Okay, so five and a half pounder.
0: Yep. You said you said the scales were light, so we're going to call it a five fifty kg. That worked for you? <laughs> that works for me. Okay, all right. KG, what's your what's your PB smallmouth? It's somewhere in that range
2: as well. Five and a half. Are, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Mine's six twenty seven. And that's, and that's an honest to God that's a that's an actual tournament fish that weighed in and won big bass in a Fishers and men been tournament on Pickwick uh, a long time ago I'll put it to you that way a long, long time ago at 627 for me um, I've seen some sevens I've not caught one, but I've seen some and um, they're a magical creature that is for sure they're a unicorn but uh, I saw a lot of photos come out of that, uh, that media deal up there but I don't know that any work got done by anybody <laughs> on that deal. A lot of fish were caught, it looks like.
3: Yeah, it was a bit tough for some guys, but I, th- I, th- I know that when the guys like Z- Zona and Van Damme were like, it was just because we've been up, up where I'm at here. It's been a little bit warmer. Well, the week that we went, it's been a little bit warmer than usual. So, like, had, I guess, normal weather been uh, been in the forecast, or whatever, we probably would have timed it just right. But I know Zona went back up there. Uh, a week later to go shoot some Zona shows. So, And I think he put up a, a pretty good uh, whooping on the bass up there too for some uh, 2022 shows. Sure,
0: sure. Well, we uh, we greatly appreciate you representing Angler's Channel uh, at that event I
2: tried. For, for Striking a
0: <laughs> Lose. Well, you did a hell of a job because uh, you sent me some great content that we've already used. I know you got more coming. But uh, I know you did a good job and made an impression when I get text messages from people that were in attendance. Of that event, um, talking about you and raving about you and the kind of person you are. <laughs> and I'm not talking about just, you know, your Ronnie Moores and your Mark Copley's of the world. I'm talking about some bigger names there that were like, dude, he's the deal. So thanks for uh, representing English Channel well up there and, and doing what you did. So
3: thank you for the opportunity. I hope I didn't like. <laughs> I know out of all the guys I was probably the, uh, the least experienced, but it was uh, definitely a fun and, uh, memorable time. So thank dude, you for that. Dude,
0: you know, you mentioned that in a text to me prior, you know, like the day you got there. Right. And I'm like, well, who else is there? And you're like, well, Louis Stout, Ronnie Moore, and the guy from Wired to Fish, the guy from Wired to Fish, I don't know. Okay. I can't, I can't speak to his abilities. Louis Stout. I know Louie well, right. Louis's a hell of a writer He's a hell of a guy. Okay. Nobody's going to compete with Louis Stout. But it's you versus Ronnie Moore. You know, I got you all day long. I mean, come on, <laughs> dude. Really? I mean, I don't, I've not seen any content that Ronnie does outside of catching his personal best small mouth out of the back of whoever's he was with <laughs> Keith Combs, I think, who it was. But it's like, really? I mean, I've not, there's no content coming out of that deal for him. That's just a fishing trip. Is all that is. So, dude, you're, you're way ahead of everybody else there. I, I promise you. So,
3: well, I'll try. If if that worst case, I was a fourth best out of the five. Then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, it was good to have you there. I appreciate that. That's always a good time with those guys, and uh, whatnot. KG, have you done any fishing lately? What have you been doing?
2: Uh, like I told David uh, in a <laughs> in a text, I don't know if that was yesterday or this morning. I guess it was this morning. I've done a lot of fishing, but not enough catching.
0: Well, that's that's a lot well, right there. Right?
2: I, let me put it. Not enough catching at the right time.
0: Okay. Okay. I got you. What have you been fishing?
2: Uh, I've been spending quite a bit of time on Guntersville around the grass. Been throwing frogs a lot, and let me tell you, when the weather's right, it's crazy nuts easy. Okay. When the weather's not right, it's like there's not a fish there. <laughs> what kind of weather are we looking for to make it right? Pre front. Okay. Well. I mean, not just not during the cold front, which we we had one that rolled in Friday night. Saturday morning was cooler, and then it was um, the front hit Saturday, and then Sunday was you know bluebird skies, pretty tough. Sure, sure. I mean, some other guys called them, but I uh, you know I was hearing things like you know magical twenty minute deals. You know, all of a sudden two o'clock, you catch. Five in a row, kind of thing. It's it, you know, it's that's a tough deal when you're when you're trying to search around for an area. But you know, you got to be in the right place at the right time. We had a lot of bites during the day, but a, a lot of them were just swirling at it, or swirling behind it. You know, you'd have them come up three different times on the same cast, but every time they're they're behind the bait, kind of thing. It's it's just it's kind of kind of hard to do anything about that. And I talked to several other guys in the water. They're kind of the same thing, but. It's hard to beat frog fishing, but you know, you, you mentioned rely on earlier and I, my trailer motor is going to be glad that I'm going to get off of Gunners for, for a little <laughs> while because it, it's almost like I'm trying to figure out if I can find a weakness in those batteries. Sure. I have chewed through a lot of grass. Yeah. Like, like a lot of these guys will fish through trails that someone else has already made ahead of them because it's easy. Right. Nah, I cre- I create my own. I figured, hey, if, if a boat's already been through there, they've probably gotten fish that were there. I'm going to create my own. Sure. Those batteries are incredible, man. After chewing up grass all day long, at the end of the day, it's still just as powerful as it was when I first put the boat in the water. Yeah.
0: That's uh, that's the power of of relying on lithium for sure. I know we talk about that a lot, but that is the honest to God truth, right? I know there's an article that David shared on social media, and you kind of, you know, mentioned to us in text hey people just read that or just listen to us you know it's it's no bullshit right that's it's, it's exactly what they are and what they do and um they uh, they are very impressive batteries that's for sure so well good glad to hear that we do have a um got a fun little show for you guys tonight i'm gonna push the button here in just a second and welcome in our one US Bass Open champ, Mr. Roy Hawk. Gonna get him in. He's connecting to audio right now via the Zoom machine. But uh gonna get Roy in here to talk about the uh the one bass U.S. Open over on Lake Mead. Roy, can you hear us? Yes, sir. There he is. How, you How are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Good, good. Well, congratulations on the win. I know that had to be fun for you last week.
1: Dude, that was insane, man. I I can't believe it uh it actually came to fruition, you know what I mean? Sure. It was a wild ride, so now you Thankful. won this
0: event what also back in what, twenty fifteen?
1: Correct, yep.
0: Okay. So a two time US Open champ, I mean, that's this is a very coveted event out west, isn't it?
1: Yeah it is. It's kind of like our western classic basically. It's our pinnacle event out here in the west each year and uh you know to win it once is amazing and and to win it twice is just a dream come true. Sure,
0: sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh about me and about the tournament. I mean, day 1 got canceled. Dude, I guess to to high winds? Is that what I understood?
1: Yeah, that's correct, man. It was uh you know, Sunday night prior to that that first day. I mean, it was obvious that it, you know it was going to get called and Billy Egan did a great job and and notified us, you know, that night that the first day would get canceled. So we didn't have to show up down at the ramp and, you know, clog up the ramp and whatnot. And, uh, so that was really cool. We got to just hang out and shelter in place, so to speak.
0: <laughs> well, I know talk, reading some other stories and uh, and looking through some of the stuff for um, you know for practice and all. I mean, you kind of had things dialed in, or so to speak. So you you know, so you felt like. But did that day one cancellation kind of affect you at all, or kind of mess with your head?
1: Uh, a little bit. I didn't know what to expect as far as you know. When I showed up there on my spots, you know, right out of the gate. I didn't know everything would be blown out i mean we had hard winds blowing one direction and then shifted through the afternoon that that day of cancellation and blew real hard out of the other direction so man anything could have happened i mean it could have been all tore up when you got in there or and uh it actually is pretty good you know it looked it looked like it's in pretty good shape there wasn't a lot of uh you know any any major differences The water was slightly more off color but it was in really good shape so i, I was stoked bro
0: so, explain or kind of kind of compare Mead, if you don't mind, to you know, like we're we're in Alabama and, and Wisconsin, but kind of compare Mead to a lake over here on the uh, on the East Coast. W- what do you kind of compare it to?
1: Um, it's so it's so diverse between when you go up in the creeks and then the main body. So, like the we have areas that are like steep and deep that right. have like big rock vertical walls and so forth and then there's other areas that are just flat uh you know it'd be some of the areas that are a lot like you know if you ran up a creek at table rock or something when you get back towards the back it's more just flatlands you know okay uh and then a lot of just steep and deep rock okay you know it depends on what area of the lake i mean i can't think of i can't think of a good lake to even compare it to back <laughs> east it's so unique yeah, it know? is its
2: own animal yeah
1: It is. It really is. Uh, But the water in general is real clear. Um, Visibility is usually down to about 15 feet. That's real common, and sometimes as deep as 30. Um, And then the creeks have off-color water in them, depending on which one. There's like three major tributaries that come in there, um, and each one of them has off-color water. So.
0: Okay. All right. So kind of explain to us the the area you were fishing and, and what you were looking at.
1: Yeah, I I fished the Vegas wash area, which is one of the inlets there. And uh the water's a little dirtier back there. The water's real fertile. Um the overall in the lake this year there was a lot of grass and the water was fairly looked really healthy, had a good green tint to it and uh looked really good. But back in there it was just kind of like dirty, off color water with no grass. And uh the fishing was actually horrible back there, you know, <laughs> as far as like numbers of bites. Right. You know what I mean? It was just uh it was brutal, man. It it took everything I, I had to stay back there and keep casting back there to to get a bite every once in a while, you know, instead of running out and fishing somewhere that had more numbers.
0: So so why stay? What kept you there?
1: I just had an overall feeling uh, that that's where, you know, I had my best odds of, of catching bigger fish. And uh, I ended up catching two bigger ones the first day, you know, around three pounds, and uh, two bigger ones the second day. Uh, and one of them being the biggest fish of the tournament. so, um, which made all the difference. You know, every single fish I caught, I only caught five fish the first day. Well, you know, in this format, it's a combined weight with your triple A or co-angler. okay, so we together, we're fishing as a team each day. Some of your viewers may not know about that that no. format. Uh-uh. And so uh, you're utilizing that your co-angler, or they call them triple A's in that format, but you're using your triple A as a tool. So we're, we're fishing as a team each day. So I'm helping the guy, I'm feeding him sandwiches, I'm giving him <laughs> lures, you know what I mean? I'm keeping him fired up all day because because everything he does is value to me and vice versa. So sure. if I catch a five-pounder, he gets to weigh it and vice versa. So we're fishing for five total fish for the day. And uh, it was so tough back there between me and my AAA, we only caught five keeper fish. And it took both of us to, to catch that limit of fish the first day. And the second day we only had six keeper fish. Oh wow! So we called one. Them. Yep. And, uh, the first day we had two, we had three fish that were like barely squeakers. Okay. And the second day we had, uh, two that were barely squeakers. <laughs> so, I mean, any one of those, that those little one pound squeaker fish were just as valuable as a you know a 3 pounder in the overall scheme of everything so
0: sure sure so 10 12 on day 1 I had you in 12th and then 11 62 on day 2 well, actually day 3 I guess do the cancellation yeah. um but 21 74 for the win did you have any idea that you were uh that you win this thing on day 3
1: uh not really i mean i i i didn't realize how much weight i did have um when we caught that big one it was around 10 11 o'clock and i was like man that's a giant you know and i hurried through it in the box and i really didn't look at it much anymore um and then when i got into the weigh-in you know i, I was guesstimating maybe i had between nine and a half maybe 10 something maybe you know similar to what i had the day before and uh um, so, I mean, that's always a shot to win. Just consistency on meat is always a shot to win. Sure, um, I've won there with, you know, going the last day I had eight pounds something and I won in 2015, if I remember right. So just being consistent can can add dividends there. And so I, I figured I had a shot. And then I talked to Rusty, who was leading the day before, and uh, he said he didn't catch him nearly as good. He didn't know for sure how much he had, but he figured about eight something or something like that. And I was doing the numbers. I'm like, man, if I got like nine something or 10, I mean, it's going to be <laughs> close. And back and forth. And so I really didn't have an idea. And there was a whole, you know, I was 12th going into that last day. So there was a whole range of people that, that had an opportunity in there. And uh, so, I, you know, it wasn't like I just had to worry about one or two or something. And and because I was in 12th, they hold back the top 10. Uh. So I weighed in and then they stuck me on that hot seat for what seemed like an eternity <laughs> you know i had to wait till everyone else filtered through there and then finally the top 10 came in and then each one just slowly started going through and you know i overcame each one of them until it got to rusty and end up you know getting the win. man and i was elated i'll tell you i don't know if you've seen that video of, of that final weigh-in it was pretty cool i, I have I was not
0: I've got to go back and watch that, but yeah, I can imagine that's, I mean, that's always been that event out West. I mean, everybody's known about it. So many guys like yourself and, and, you know, others that have won that event that are, you know, such, you know, big name pros that have moved, you know, come out East now and and fishing on, on different pro levels and circuits. But, and you got a lot of guys over here that are now traveling West to fish that event, you know, I canelli short short and, and a bunch of others. So yeah. it's really getting bigger and bigger. It seems.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it definitely has a draw to it. I mean, all of our major tour tournaments are, you know, you win a hundred grand and this one, you're going to go home with at least 150 and sometimes closer to 180, depending on what contingencies you have and so forth. Sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's worthwhile. It's I, definitely worthwhile. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's a, uh, that's a big deal. Well, talk about, go ahead Kent, I'm sorry.
2: I I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I was just going to let you know that I do have had some questions for him. Okay,
0: I'm sorry. You know, you you
2: (laughs) you talked about the area that that you were fishing that you you didn't think it was that good of an area, but you stuck with it anyway. I'm guessing that that maybe the other part of that is you didn't have a lot of company in there either.
1: Correct. Yeah there there was company in there, but not that much. And in practice, everyone everyone goes in there and checks it, and then they they hang out for a little while and then they leave and so forth. And so you get a rotation of guys. And even that first day, even the second day, uh, you know, there would be guys that come and go and so forth to some, some stuck around for a while and, and whatnot, but yeah, there overall, it doesn't get a lot of pressure just because it was so, it wasn't good. I mean, it was brutal back there. I mean, you had to, I mean, there'd be hours and hours would go by and I wouldn't have a bite, you know, and just to, to stick with it. It was, it was all I could take, dude. I'm telling you. (laughs)
2: Now, I know the water level is quite a bit lower than, than than usual. How did that affect your game plan going into the tournament?
1: Um, it didn't so much. Uh, I mean, I knew that it was going to be low, and, you know, you're not going to go run to your favorite rock pile or your favorite bush that you fished, you know, last year. And that, that stuff was about 15 feet in the air on this one. And the overall lake is about 100 feet low. So, um, you know, it didn't really – I figured that the fish would just be the same fish. I mean, they've been used to this. The water's been falling, you know, falling each year the last 100 feet of water. So, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of the same old thing. You know, each year it's a little lower and each year it's a little lower. And so it would be similar. You're not going to go fish the exact spot, but the general areas a lot of times will still be good. You know, like this one cove always has bait and has good quality fish. You go in there this year, it's still going to have, you know, it may not be a winning spot, but you're going you're gonna to find fish in there for sure
2: now this tournament used to be more in the middle of summer like july august i think and, and just recently they've they've pulled it later in the year how much different is it fishing this time of year as opposed to how it used to be
1: um it's quite a bit different actually um you know one year uh i mean it was crazy back then when you know we'd fish sometimes in july august or, or even early september and it's hot man i mean it, it can be 120 degrees and I remember one U.S. Open where they sent eight guys to the hospital the first day. Wow, Dude, it was insane. It was like the Iditarod. You know what I mean? It was like the the test test every bit of you you possibly could. You know how you how you can survive it. You know it was like it was crazy.
2: But you Fair know that nuts. that's why that's why people look at it like they do. That yeah. it, it, it is such a a tough tournament. It, oh, it yeah. makes it so hard to win that you've really accomplished something when you do win it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, having it in the fall, it's nicer fishing, you know, as far as like on you, you know, as far as the temperatures and that. Um, I would say the fishing's a little bit tougher in uh, October as far as the catch rate uh, versus September. I think they bite a little bit better in September than October, but um, it is nice in a way that a lot of the pro level events, you know, back east are all wrapped up by October, and uh, more guys are able to come and show up for it. So that's that's been a real plus.
2: And my, my last thing is I'm surprised other organizations have not adopted that AAA with the pro and the shared weight kind of deal. I I, I really think that would be popular in, in a lot more tournaments.
1: Yeah, and it, it, is, it is really popular out west. And uh, I like it for, you know, a standalone event like this, that type of thing, but like to determine angler of the year and a whole circuit, I don't know if I agree with it. But, uh, just uh you don't that want, as well. <laughs> yeah you don't want the pro affecting you know who's crowned the champion angler of the year on the on the co-angler side and vice versa on the amateur side um you know it it's fun though man i love it it is a blast and and it is awesome that the uh, relationships that you build with each co-angler i mean i have some that have been my friends for years and years and years after this just because we become best friends in the boat for eight hours and you know it's all high fives i mean we're a team you're <laughs> fishing with your buddy for eight hours basically you know and uh you, you you build a real strong bond with them especially when you have success you know sure like my co the second day he ended up winning the tournament and that's something that we'll always have with this forever so
0: that, that's very cool that's pretty cool. cool talk about uh talk about your baits you used to win this thing
1: for me, it was a, kind of a simple approach. I mean, I, I threw a bunch of different things in the tournament in practice, you know, from cranking to topwater to spinnerbaits, chatterbaits, you know, a bunch of different things. Um, but what I ended up settling on was a pair of jigs, basically. One in particular, a friend of mine, Chris Kinley, makes. And it was a, it's kind of an Arky style jig with a uh, kind of a medium wire hook on it. Something I could use. I ended up using 16-pound Yamamoto Sugoi line. So something not, it wouldn't withstand like 25 pound test, but, uh, you know, you can use like 14, 16 pound tests with it. Work great. And it's kind of a power finesse jig, you yeah. know, it has a it, real compact, real short shank hook. Um, and I used a Yamamoto, uh, psycho dad trailer on it, green pumpkin with a red flake. And, uh, so it was kind of just a medium profile. Um, but just really just kind of a power finesse jig. It worked great for that application. And then the other jig I used was a pepper custom bait, uh, what they call a casting jig, which is a small football head. And I used that in the areas um, kind of towards the outside edge of Vegas Wash where the water was a little bit clearer. And that I fished on 12-pound test and used a little four-inch Yamamoto double-tail trailer. And then I had my co-anglers drop shotting each day, which added to a a couple of fish as well. But all four, I caught two big ones the first day and two big ones the second day. And all four of those were caught on that three-eighths jig my buddy makes.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Now, are we looking at? Are we, are we fishing rocks? You got brush piles. What kind of structure are you fishing in? Is there current in meat? I mean, what what are you looking at there as well?
1: There, there is. A, I mean, it's the Colorado River. So there's. A, you still got me. I just had an error loading oh, I got message you. or something. We're good. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of current, not not so much like on Tennessee River, not that type of current. Just because it's so wide and so big, it's like the biggest reservoir in the United States. So right. there is definitely current. I mean, we got a, the major river, the Colorado River, flowing through there, so there is current to some degree. Um, and, but back there in Vegas Wash, I like, got an inlet, and it has a little bit of current coming in, but it isn't. You wouldn't notice it at all. In fact, wind wind changes and will change the currents in there real easily. Um, but yeah, fish and rock. And then, uh, like where points come off and break it, you know, like into a, a deeper channel, that type of stuff, there was like, there ended up being about five or six, maybe spots where it actually produced bites okay. for me back there. And they all had, they were all similar to that where they broke off into deep water and they were always some type of outcropping, either a, a, a big boulder or a point that broke off or something like that. All with rock or gravel on them.
0: Sure. Sure. No I, grass. I know I, I mentioned this before, and I think Ken can, can I touch on it as well. But you know, you mentioned going for hours and hours at a time without getting a bite, and I've read some other stories here as well. Uh, some you know, uh, some follow up stories on this that, I mean, you just kind of kept your head down and stayed in one area. You thought about running out, you didn't, or if you did, you came right back. I mean, yeah, that's obviously it's a confidence thing, right? How do you? To a young angler listening that, you know, how do yeah. you explain, you know, just to listen to your gut to uh, as to, you know, to, to make yeah. that stay or make that work?
1: For me personally, it, it, I just felt like the Lord put it on my heart, Okay, you know, really when I'd get quiet and visualize what, what was going to take place and, and the areas of the lake and things like that, I just had an over overwhelming conviction to stay in that area. And each time each, it's kind of like a, uh like a pitcher a pitcher and a catcher okay you know what i mean the the uh like the catcher will uh put a sign down you know like this is what you need to do yeah and then, it, and, then and then the guy shakes it off you <laughs> know what i mean and so forth it's kind of like that so you kind of like should i try this no don't do that you know what i mean and sure. then i would so then i wouldn't do it, you know what i mean and so that that's how it kind of feels like you know what i mean as i'm as i'm thinking about my options and what to do, and you know, I just had an overwhelming conviction to just to stay in that area and that it would all work out. I mean, they were at the first day by noon, I only had one small keeper. You know what I mean? And and so it was like, man, what are you doing? Are you insane or what? You know, like what are you can do, you know, right? We're gonna die back here, but I just stuck with it, you know. And and uh, that's when I actually ran out of there a couple miles out of school some clear water and i stayed out there for i don't know maybe a half hour and, and immediately ran back in and then we were rewarded with a couple key bites including one three pounder and you know got the ball rolling so it took some of the some of the the crazy feeling off a little bit i'm like well maybe we can make this work you know and kind of stuck with it and just stayed you know stayed the course man that's uh that's it was a cool. test of my faith for sure yeah. i've never fished. us open like that ever i'm always covering a ton of water and you know i won the last one in 15 you know throwing a top water and did like a 15 mile circle you know each day and fished. you know a bunch of different spots and fished really really fast and you know it's totally unlike my how i approach the us open for sure sure
3: sure david well, i don't know if you kind of maybe maybe answered it there but i know like last year did it pretty good but with the us open being so late in the year and it's always going to be on mead how much does history come into play each year that you approach? Because I know last year you did pretty well. I believe you finished second. So how much does history go, uh, come into play when you fish the U.S. Open?
1: Um, it helps out a lot. I mean, every year, if you look back at all the results, you know, like the this year it was one in this location, and this year, every year it's different. Okay. You know, it always seems to be one in a different section of the lake. We've won out in the middle of the lake, you know, where the water's clear, they've won it all the way in the backs of creeks, they've won it two feet of water, they want it in fifty feet of water. So each year it's it's seems to be different. It's not like every year there, you know, there it's one back in the Overton arm or anything like that. But um there are consistent areas, you know, that you can see trends of where it's been won or where people consistently do good and where you can uh you consistently catch numbers of bass you know, that you can kind of rely on just general area, you know, the last four years has had a lot of fish in it, you know, that type of stuff. So it helps a lot, but to win, it always takes something magical. You know, you have to have that right spot at the right time and everything. And everyone thinks, you know, like, you know like guys next year they'll be like oh we won it in vegas wash and there'll be a bunch of guys down there and the chances of it being it could be one in there again but the chances are not not that good it'll probably just looking over history and what happens it'll probably be one another section of the lake this, this coming here sure, sure. But I'll, I'll still take a take a stab at it but i don't <laughs> know if i'll sit there for five hours without a bite again
0: <laughs> you'll be looking at it for sure that's for sure <laughs> Last question, and we'll uh, we'll let you get back to your day. And um, I, you know, normally we don't we don't take we don't go this route. But I I've read some stories and, and seen some things, and I you know kind of like your uh, your pitcher catcher deal. I'm just kind of you know convicted to ask. Talk to me a little bit about your faith.
1: Well, I mean, dude, I can't I cannot imagine being a professional fisherman with all the ups and downs and all the financial. I mean, it's like. You know, ribeyes one day and peanut butter and jelly the next. You know sure. what I mean? And that's just the lifestyle that, that I've lived in. And I cannot imagine doing that without the Lord in my life. I mean, he's what gives me the peace and be and the faith to to just see it through. You know, I pray about it. You know, when times get tough, I, I pray about it. It's like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? You know what I mean? Are we, are we going to starve to death type of thing? And right. I'll tell you what, I've never starved to death. There's been some lean times and whatnot, but we've always seen it through. And I've always been surrounded by by such wonderful people that, you know, when times are tough, I have friends to rely, you know, I can rely on that have helped me through it. And, uh, you know, help, you know, and they, they all say the same thing. You got to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? What do you need? You know, you need an entry fee paid, what, whatever, you know, let's keep you moving forward. And they've always pushed me that way. And I think that the Lord's got me surrounded by the right people.
0: That's awesome. That's uh yeah. oh, that's very cool, very cool. So, well, brother, congratulations on the win! Excited for you. I know you, you know, with you know, qualifying for the elites and then you know moving over to Bass Pro Tour and, and kind of you know all the things you've been a lot going on these past few years, and to come back and be a two-time U.S. Open champ, I, that's I know that's that that trophy's got to look good on the mantle next to the other one. So,
1: I'll, I'll tell you what we're gonna do with it. We're gonna uh, I'm gonna frame my jersey. Yeah, and then we're going to take that big trophy and we're going to take it down to my title sponsor, Anderson Toyota, yeah. and display it down there. So it's going to be a, a showpiece down there, and uh, hopefully, a lot of people will be able to enjoy it down there. And uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm stoked that they'll they're going to represent it down there. So it's going to be fun.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I've seen that dealership down there. That's a cool place, and uh, that'll yeah. be that'll look really cool down there. That's awesome. But that that is awesome. Well, dude, congratulations. Thanks for your time. And uh, I imagine we'll be talking to you again here pretty soon.
1: Right on. Hey, appreciate it. All right, bud. Great show. All
0: right. Thanks, buddy. See you.
1: Take care now.
0: Guys, there he is, Roy Hawk. KG, you missed the best part of that interview after you decided to to leave us there for a little bit, but that's okay. So, Roy Hawk, you're one Bass US Open champ, two-time champ. Cool guy. Good dude. So, Everybody's froze. Look at there, everybody.
3: Oh, I, I thought KG was going to see something. <laughs> well, I think
0: uh, he—he's kind of he's in the so. but I'm—I'm I'm now tethered to my phone. Okay, well, good luck with that. So <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> we'll take a quick little break when we come back. We'll get KG tethered and uh, get it back online here. On
3: KG <laughs>
2: I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time and most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill. Honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer.
1: Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations.
2: Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of
0: the week, I like to tie one on.
2: I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water,
0: I love to tie one on.
2: You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on.
0: Come on, man, join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. That was our buddy, Roy Hawk, your winner of the U.S. Open last week over on Lake Mead. Good guy. Excited to have him part of the show. Congratulations to him. Uh, David, time to talk a little Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up. Brought to you by Under Armour Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. A little chilly right now. They're wearing some ISO Chill. So check out their fall lineup of clothing and make sure you get uh, squirt away. I do wear my Iso Chill a few times last week. It felt pretty good, but uh, yeah. So let's look at uh, we got. Let's go back a little bit because we haven't talked about results in October yet. Because last time we talked, David was gone and then I was gone, and so here we are. So we got three weeks of results to talk about now. So.
3: Right, I'll try to make it as quick. I'm, I'm pretty sure people want to want to hear about your time away from everything. So we'll try to make this quick. because you got a lot of results, like you said, to go over. What's so. what's wrong with KG? Why,
0: why are you holding your head, Bud? What's the matter?
2: Oh, nothing. I'm good. What's okay? Right. okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, nothing. I'm good. He says. All right, go ahead, David. Let's
3: let, let's let's roll through week one real quick. Yeah, we'll we'll go back in time a bit here. So we're going all the way back to week one. And our first you pick them, there was the final event for the National Professional Fishing League uh, event on Grand Lake. And the winner was our guest from last week's show, which was Taylor Watkins with a winning weight of 50 pounds and three ounces. Okay. Hunter Farish
0: brought home the win there with 49-11 in the um – In the U Pickem game, I got a point there, and then David with thirty six oh one grabs the point for the AC Upick'ems. So,
3: and so I wasn't on last week's show, but there was supposed there was a teaser supposedly that what I I had a pretty good run or something like that. So I'm hoping that that uh you know um, was there was there a teaser. KJ, I don't remember. I don't think
0: so. I think you're dreaming things.
2: But uh <laughs> so he's, back to he's reality. <laughs> That's the case. It it you know what you know what it
0: was, <laughs> Ronnie Moore had a really good run. Oh wait, I'm sorry, that was just catching smallmouth, not creating content. Sorry,
3: my bad. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, PBC on Kiwi. All right. All right. so they had their uh champion well their classic event on Kiwi, and the winner there was a team of Shannon Poor and Tyler Thompson. They caught fifteen fish for a total of 48 74. Okay.
0: And um, James Rice with a total of 48 48. So close, James, for a point there. And, um, well, David John again, 40 even for the point in the ACU pick'em. So, yeah, I think you're making
3: a run, David.
0: Let's just put it to you that <laughs> way. So,
3: well, we still got. It. Plenty to go to, so we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, I don't have this one, but the Mr. Bass of Arkansas had their classic event on the Arkansas River, and uh, it sounds like you've got the results there, Yeah, Wayne
0: Dixon, 35-20 over two days, took home the win there uh, for those guys. Dana Watkins with 35-11 grabs the point in the U-Pick'ems, and then I grabbed the point at 28-25. For the uh, ACU comes there. So two to one, David Leeds.
3: <laughs> All right. So next one up, we go to a big bass lake for the Outlaw Team Series Championship on Sam Rayburn and the team of Clay Phillips. And this uh, is not new to Rayburn, but Derek Mundy. So Clay Phillips, Derek Mundy took the win there with 40.94. So 40.94 for the win.
0: You pronounced it wrong. It's Derek Mundy. This is what it is. Money. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Might as well uh, take that D he's, out. Yep. He's been winning a bunch there. Our buddy Hunter Farish, who won the NPFL on Grand, he comes storming back. Forty point two eight grabs another point, a second point Damn. for the week. Uh, grabs that point there, and then I grab another point at thirty seven fifty. So we're tied to <laughs> a piece, David.
3: So. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about big winners, we go up to the Big Bass Bash on Lake of the Ozarks, and winning the hundred thousand dollar grand prize there was Jim Morrison with a what is it here? A where'd it go? A seven eleven. Seven eleven.
0: Seven eleven. And Dana Watkins, who just won the Mister Bass of Arkansas event. I'm talking about. Where's my sound effect here? Because saying the sexy. Sexy. Nails it. 711. She guesses it seven eleven for Dana Watkins. Uh grabs two points. That's a three-point lead right now, or a one-point lead. She's got three points right now uh, over Hunter Farish who's in second. Uh and David, you had six twenty-six for the win there, but so close I had a six twenty-five. So you uh <laughs> you still get the point there. So uh yeah, good one there. So then we go to what else we got left there? Got a few got, got a couple more left in that one, no
3: one. Yep, We got the we got two more BFLs. The first one's the uh Super attorney, the Choo Choo Super Tournament uh tournament event on Gunnersville and that was won by Ryan Salzman with thirty four pounds and six ounces. Okay.
0: Rob Brown grabbed the uh the eight, the the U, the U-Picka winner, thirty four oh five. Grabs a point there. So close to a to a uh to to getting two points on that. And David gets another point, twenty eight oh five. So KG, you gotta start playing these things, man, I'm telling you. So <laughs>
2: I I think I played that week. I was just
0: over on all of them. You were. You were. (laughs) (laughs) You were. So, 28.05 for David gets a point there. So, all right. And the last one for week
3: one. Yep. So, last time we go up to my neck of the woods uh, for the uh, BFL Great Lakes event on the Super Tournament event on the Mississippi River. And Mike Bruggen won with 35 pounds and 3 ounces.
0: All right. Um Randy Hill grabs the point there with 34,12. And then uh, Michelle Ison grabs a point for 31,10. So if you're scoring at home, if you're scoring at <laughs> home after week one, Dana Watkins has three points. Hunter Farish has two. James Rice, Rob Brown, Randy Hill all have one apiece. David's got a four-point lead over myself with two, and then Michelle with one going into week number two. So, and week number two, I was on a boat when all of this was going down, and um, rightfully so. So, what uh, what
3: we got going on here for week number two? So, first up is the bass or the second Bass Central Open event on Smith. There and coming back to beat. Nick Laboon Jacob Peraznik won with thirty seven pounds and nine ounces.
0: Thirty seven nine. I saw that. Um, I guess when I got back off the boat last Saturday, so a week later, and um, I I'm, I've been, was going to pull up. We'll do this next week because Grand is going on this week, so we'll talk about points next week, but uh, a little bit. But I mean, talk about solidifying a spot, obviously, in the classic uh, at Hartwell, uh, which is going to be you know a good one for him because uh, it's close to home. But talk about solidifying your spot. I think he took a 70-point lead, KG, I think, going into this last event. And yeah. in, in, in one in either the either the overall or the um, the Central the Open. So, good opportunity for him to, to get back in the Elite Series, which it sounds like that's what he's going for. So, Prosnick with the win, 37-9. John Cunningham, 36-12. And all of us Smith Lake experts here at Angler's Channel, we were all over by
3: a mile, so. All right. So hopefully we get, uh, become a little bit closer with this next one, which is the Anglers Quest Conroe Team Championship. And the winner there was a team of Julian Klepper and Tony Murray. They caught 42 68 over two days of fishing. 42 68.
0: Mike Cross grabs the win with 41 32. And our old buddy KG coming back into the fold with forty hey. point six two for the uh, for a point there. So way to go, KG! All I did there was just keep David from getting a point. That's it, pretty much. So, <laughs> all right, how about the Bass Champs Championship? Uh,
3: so the the Bass Champs Team Championship was on pretty hot O H Ivy and the team of Rick Sheen and Mike Harmon. Caught 49.77, and I think big bass of 11.32 as well.
0: 11.32 on that one. That was crazy. Uh, 49.77. I grabbed both the Yee picking point and the AC point with 44 Ooh. even. How about them apples, right? 44 even for me. Finally get me a point on the big board. Not just the little board, but the big board. You two have been wearing out the big board over the, over the past few months. I finally get me one on the big board there. So I'll take that point all the way across the board. So
3: All right. So next one up is the English Choice Marine Classic on Kerr or Bugs Island, I guess, and the team and they were re- they were repeat winners, the team of J- Jeff and Clay Ross got 32-29 to win a brand new Ranger. Oh, right.
0: 32-29. Got one of them downstairs in the in the driveway right now, as a matter of fact. Richard Pildney grabs the uh, the win 32 even uh, for Richard and then David grabs a point at 32-11 for, uh, for the week. So, And that's his right. only point this week, KG. I'll give you that. His only point this week.
2: So.
3: Well, hopefully that means KG gets a few there. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. It, who, what was the weight guess of the overall?
0: 32-29 was the winner. 32-even was okay. Richard Pilding. So, wow, what did you have?
2: Well, And David had 32-11? He did. Well, that's closer the, than the – he's closer to the overall than, than the 32.
0: Well, he is. You're right. You're right. He is. So there you go, David. But I'm still going to give it to Richard because I've already said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've already said it. His sorry ass has got a trophy up there, don't you, David? Didn't you get a trophy last week hey, for me?
3: You know, like yeah. I got a package in the mail. I'm like, what the heck is this? What is, what's a package doing from Chris? Bon- He's on a boat somewhere, but I did get one. Took care of you. Took
0: care of you. That's right. My buddy KG <laughs> brought me a battery charger on Friday morning before I left. And I went to, uh, it was kind of funny. I walked in with like four things to ship. One weighs 90 pounds, the other one weighs whatever. Twelve ounces or whatever that thing weighs. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it w- it was pretty comical there. So, all right, how about the big bass bash on
3: Rayburn? Yeah, they had their fall shootout, and the winner there—he won it on Saturday. From the he weighed in during the noon to one uh, slot on Saturday, but William DeWare caught a ten eighty four to take the overall big fish there.
0: All right, Mike Davenport guessed a ten seventy eight for the ACU pickem. Then I grabbed uh, a point in our little uh, pool with a ten even. So,
3: yep, not bad. Right. Sticking with the big bass uh, theme, here we go with the big bass tour. They were out on Douglas, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. And the winner there, and I guess the weights were pretty close, but Ken Vicchio caught a 536 to take the big bass on Douglas.
0: Okay. Um, 536 on Douglas, which is a good fish. Uh, Michael Hunt had a 533 uh, for the ACU pick and win. Or for the point, and then we were all over here uh, amongst us girls. So uh, that's what we got going on there. So all right, so jump into week three real quick, or let's let's look at this. Hang on real quick. So John Cunningham, Mike Cross, myself, Richard Pilney, Mike Davenport, Michael Hunt all grab a point in that one. Dana Watkins still leads. Hunter Farish three to two at this point. So it's anybody's ball game still with a couple of weeks left here. So all right, then week three. Well, how are we looking?
3: All right, so hopefully I got the right results here. But if, um, well, I'm not sure if I have the right results for the POTS or the Pride of the South Classic, but I do have some results, but we'll wait to see if it's the right division. So I'll hold okay. off on that one there. All right. But uh, we'll go with the Angler's Quest Lake Livingston Team Championship event there. And the winner team. With twenty seven sixty one was Brian and Chip Sewell. Twenty seven sixty one.
0: Twenty seven sixty one. Rick Kegel comes in with a twenty six seventy five for the point, and then Michelle with a fifteen ten grabs the point. All of us were over uh, with a fifteen ten on uh, on that one. As a matter of fact, no. It wasn't all of us were over. It's only two of us played, KG. I didn't play, apparently. I didn't get my picks in. And I don't think you did either. So I got to when when I do it and I get all the names and when I export, when I get all the names, I go through and I find mine, yours, David's, and, and Michelle's, and I highlight them, right? So I know who's who. And then I, so I, I went through and I'm like, well, shit, I guess I forgot to play. <laughs> and then I'm looking. Well, well, I guess KG forgot to play, but that's okay. Somebody played like 29 times because we had like a big a big list. And I'm like, who the crap? And so when I put them all in alphabetical order, like somebody in the M's, they played like 17 times or 20 times. I'm like, well, we got to get rid of all those. So, but um, you can't play twice in this in this deal. That's you, for you- sure. So.
2: You were a little preoccupied getting ready for this one. Well, I don't know how I should have had it
0: in, but it doesn't go live till Monday morning. And you think the guy that runs it could have at least, you know, put his put his picks in? I guess I'm just happy and excited that I even did it to begin with, and had the email scheduled, right, David? So uh, I, I, I know David was on on pins and needles going. You know, last Monday morning, going, I wonder if CB is really going to get this email out. So when it popped up, he was like, Holy shit, there it is, right? So when I come back and I've got like thousands upon thousands of emails, I turned my phone off for a week. When I turned it back on, it went crazy. And that little number at the bottom of my phone over the email button, it was like huge. And my wife saw it, and I'm like, she's like, "What the crap?" And I'm like, "It's all you pickums. That's all it is. It's all you." <laughs> and it was 75 percent was you pickums, which was great. So, I just highlighted them all and put them in a folder. So, anyway, all right, buddy, what else you got?
3: All right, so I don't have the results for this one, but the next event up was the Future Pro Tour event. They had their final event on Clear Lake, and it sounds like you've got the results for that one.
0: I do not. Don't have that one oh, yet. We don't. So, no, okay. that's, that's one we're still mm-hmm. looking for. So, prior to the South and Future Pro Tour, we're still looking for those two results. We'll try to have those for next week's show. So,
3: Berkeley Big Bass on Fork. Berkeley, so that's the Bass Champs event there, and the winning... Guy, there was Chad Forger with a 1089. 1089. 1089
0: uh, for him. Billy Gunter with a 1069 in the ACU pickups. And David with an 870 grabs the, the point
3: there. So, Let's see here. Uh, oh, we forgot. I don't know if you got this one, but the Sky took Lake Anglers Championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got that one or not. Sky took
0: Championship, the team of bowling and bowling 2602 for the win uh, and their two-day championship there. Wesley Sams grabs the you pick 'em point at 2550 and David you grab the point there at 2467. So, Still
3: anyone's ball game.
0: <laughs> well, it's your ball game. We're all playing for second right now is what we're playing for. But
3: anyway. So. All right. So we'll wrap it up here with uh, in your guys next, uh, neck of the woods with the big bass tour event on Gunnersville and the winner there. Was Alex Dillion with a 737 Big Fish? 737 Big
0: Fish. Brandon Black, who won in July, he won the Y'all Sweet Tea um, giveaway there back in July. Um, Brandon. That thing is sexy. Sexy. Nailed it with a 737, grabs him two points there and moves all the way up into a tie for second place with Hunter Farish going into um week number four here this week. So big uh big point for him, very cool deal for him. Uh and then David, you grabbed the point there as well with a 725. So if uh if you're scoring from home, uh let me change these real quick. If you're scoring from home, I have four points. KG has one. Michelle has one, and David has a very nice little lead at seven points going into week number four. So, I guess we got to play this week, KG. I don't know if we can come back. So, I guess we got to play. But um, Dana Watkins, you, you, you for sure have to play. Yeah, I do for sure. So, Dana Watkins currently still leading with three points. Hunter Farish and Brandon Black tied. A two apiece going into week number four. So, coming up this week, we've got the Open on Grand Lake. That's a three-day event, so make sure you get your picks in. ABT on Smith Lake, that's a two-day event, pounds and hundreds. Uh, Future Pro Tour on Don Pedro, that's a one-day event. You got the um, Fish and Stuff uh, championship, uh, Team Championship on Bull Shoals that's a two-day event Texas Bass nation Championship on uh, on Hubbard that's a two-day event and the big bass tour is visiting Smith Mountain Lake for their fall uh, for their for their fall event that's a three-day event that's a big bass event so make sure you get your uh, your big fish pick in there you got till midnight tonight Wednesday the 20th to get your picks in. And, uh, and to make that happen and then we'll have one more week uh left is to determine our final winner for 2022 or 2021 excuse me before we get this thing set back up to go in january
3: 2022.
0: so should be a good event looking forward to it yeah david have it I don't
3: know if you you, you uh, mentioned this at the beginning of this segment but what are our what are we playing or what of are our, our are you pickums people playing for for the month of uh, october?
0: For the month of October, you were playing for, if you look on the website, there is, or in the emails and also on the website, there is a Costa Sunglasses backpack. Very nice backpack that they are playing for. That backpack is full of all kinds of tricks and maybe a treat. I don't know. Or is it all, is it all kinds of treats and maybe a trick? I haven't, I haven't decided yet, but... All kinds of good tricks or treats, excuse me, trick treats from our friends Striking, Lose, X TH Marine, um, Costa. Maybe a few tricks as well. You never can tell. So, uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in the mix there uh, for October. So, it should be really good. And yes, David, you wanted to put candy in it. We're going to put candy in it of some sort of some kind. So, <laughs> it, it, it will, could we'll, be we'll, a we'll oatmeal cream
3: pie or some, uh, what else is there? He's uh, not going to give up the oatmeal cream pie. I,
0: it, it might be an empty package. It might be an empty Mountain <laughs> Dew. You never can tell. So, you never can tell. So, I tell you what, take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll talk a little news and news throughout the show. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm,
1: Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake?
0: That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries.
3: Oh, Chris, how do you like those?
0: Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late-day voltage sacks. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead-acid and they're practically maintenance-free. really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp.
2: Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries?
0: Jason, you can visit Battery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Now I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today.
2: With so many exclusive
0: designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger fisherman series from bow to stern this is results-based engineering at its best still building legends one at a time
2: at mercury there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either unlimited adrenaline unlimited fun Unlimited weekend, except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's
0: Channel Insider Podcast. Time for some insider news and notes brought to you by Humber Electronics, Toro Motors. Talon and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. KG, I finally got uh, our ranger, finally got done um, prior to me going on vacation uh, two weeks ago. And went and picked it up. Uh, Had a great meeting with the guys over there. And then hauled tail from Springfield all the way over to Dayton, Tennessee, to see my buddy Brig at Hennessy Outdoors. And uh, took them... My Ultrex, my Raptors, my Solix units, all the gizmos and gadgets, took it over to them, and they went to town putting this thing together for me. Got some uh, really good-looking Hennessy um, Outdoor Electronics brackets on there for the uh, for the console and one for the bow, and uh, just did a really great job. Run dedicated wiring to everything. So big shout out to Hennessy Outdoor Electronics over in Dayton, Tennessee. If you need something wired up, need something fixed. Think like I said this on the show uh, last time, but they had a boat in there that was brand new. They got messed up from a dealer. Uh, I won't say a brand or a dealer's name, but they were in there, kind of putting things back together and kind of fixing that puzzle. So it's what they do. They uh, they know how to do it. They do it every single day. Pulled up there this morning, picked that sucker up, and um, it's you know it's you know it's. It, it's the sexiest new money what it is, but it's for sale. So anybody looking for a 2022 Ranger 521L, it's sitting there ready to go. So it's not going to be put in the water. We got to get this one gone so we can make room for our, for our, for next year's boat. So anybody looking for one, just hit me up uh, via the podcast hotline brought to you by Exxon, 256-535-3217. I was out of the country all last week, and David off air, he's like, what did you ask me,
3: David? I asked you, uh, did you just sit in a, uh, you know, the poolside chairs and just got dark all, you know, sunburned all? What seven, eight uh, days you were gone? Yeah, I pretty much,
0: yeah, pretty much. Had a little snafu getting there. Had a little, had a little issue. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told KG about this. Had a little snafu food getting there, uh, thanks to Silver Airways, and I will call them out because they suck. But uh, Silver Airways here in Huntsville had a direct flight on Friday afternoon, the 7th or 8th, I believe. It must have been the 8th. And um, sat in the airport for eight hours. They finally canceled the flight. And so wife and I had to run a car, drive the 11 hours or so overnight down to Orlando, out to Port Canaveral. Uh, we were on the Carnival Mardi Gras. And so the way they do the cruises now, you have a check-in time. Right between such and such such and such, and ours was ten thirty to eleven, and so ten fifteen we pull up, we get to, we get to the port, go have breakfast there, a uh, little restaurant, and about ten o'clock we head over to the uh, terminal, and uh, such a smooth deal, uh, we were we literally walked in, checked in, went through security, and walked on the boat. I mean, it was just, it was nice and simple. It was easy as could be. Carnival's doing a great job with that. I'm sure they all are by now, but Carnival's our preferred cruise line that we we use. And um, basically got on the boat. And when the boat left the port, I turned that thing in airplane mode and I did nothing at all. And, you know, my wife and I are frequent cruisers over the years. So we got a great deal on a suite up on the front of the boat. I was right below the captain, KG. So I was like knocking on the ceiling, right? I was, hey, what's what's going on? Can I? And they do boat tours and stuff. And I'm like, I just want to see the bridge. I just want to walk in there and see what he's doing. That's it, right? That's it. But we have one of them he, he wrap might not around want to see what he's doing. Yeah, no, we have one of them wrap around balconies. And so I could stand off on the side and I could look up like we we're going to the port. And I could see the guy on the end, like on the wings out there, because they have this really cool little deal on the wings. And there's a spotlight about. Bigger rounds of fifty gallon drum right outside my window that they can remote control, which is pretty neat. And then they have like one of them infrared cameras, the FLIR infrared cameras right there too. So I'm like I kept the I kept the curtains closed at night. I didn't want him looking around, you know, at me and my underbridges. But uh, anyway. So yeah, so we had a suite. We had access to a couple of places there on the boat that only sweet guests had access to. And because the boat's at like 50% capacity. My wife and I basically had access to a Whirlpool hot tub thing up on one of the decks Um, was us and I believe two other couples that were really kind of frequenting this area for the seven days. I slept a lot. I drank a lot. I don't drink. I drank a lot, a lot of different things. But David, you will be glad to know Carnival made a switch this year, right? Okay. They have left Coke products and they have gone exclusively to Pepsi. So you know what that means? You know what that means you know when you go on a cruise drinks. you buy when you go on a cruise you buy a drink package right everything's I- I- inclusive right so we ate like crazy well we really didn't but we ate a lot of different places ate a lot of different things tried a lot of different things but um, you know we buy the drink package I'll try a lot of different drinks because it's not going to kill me if I don't finish it right uh, but I had bottomless mountain dew basically and I had an old boy that he come by. name was Vincent, great guy. He'd come by, and he'd be like, you know, Chris, what are we drinking? And that's the thing about the cruise, right? A cruise is the the people that are on the cruise, a lot of different nationalities, right? A lot of different people, a lot of different accents. And why is it when you're around somebody like that, you start talking in the accent that they have, right? So I hate to do it, but I'm like (laughs) – I, I don't know how to stop it, right? So here I am, my cowboy hat, right? And KG, you'd be proud of me because Friday night in Huntsville at the airport, <clears throat> big boy got pissed, and he raised his hand, and he shut down the terminal asking questions on this plane and if it was leaving, when it was leaving, and then we're out. Like, I mean, shut everybody else down. Like, y'all shut up. I'm talking. And I had a conversation with the guy through the crowd. It was you, – you, you'd, you'd have gotten a kick out of it. But anyway – Um, but uh ate a bunch, drank a little bit. Um we had some great servers, uh guy up on the on the deck, uh Vincent, great guy, brought in my Mountain Dews, my Amaretta Sours. Um we would stop, we'd get up in the morning, we'd walk, David, we exercised, David, on this trip, right? Exercised. Wife and I'd get up in the morning, we'd go up on the top deck, we'd walk a mile and a half on the track there. That was nine laps around. We walked that. Got to see the beautiful ocean. And everything it was really neat. Um, and then let's see, what else do we do? We'd walk. We'd go back down. We, we'd walk it all off, right? And then go down to Barra de la Rosa. We were on the Carnival Mardi Gras. Our friends Angela and Deanna, they would serve us mimosas. Best mimosas I ever had. I don't drink mimosas, but I did this week. Mimosas have three or four of those, and we go to breakfast. We see Herwin at uh, at breakfast. Great guy. He was so funny. Uh, we went back in the last night to find her to give him a tip tell him thank you for the week and of course my wife he's a little young guy right uh from uh, from mexico and uh of course my wife found him she wanted to get a picture with him and of course you know he's wearing a mask like they all were but dude he was you know he's, he's dark but he turned red you know up against my wife he was he got a little embarrassed but he was all excited <laughs> So we had Diana uh, service drinks in the mornings, and then we go back and see her at a little bar called Fortune Teller. They had a, like a New Orleans-themed French Quarter on one uh, one level of this ship. So we go back to see her at Fortune Teller. Laura had a, a, a drink called Crystal Ball that they blew a bubble up, and then pop it popped in smoke. It was really cool. I, I had a drink called a New Moon. It was black. Uh, it was really, really good. I um, had an Old Fashioned. I had a Bellini. Uh, ate a bunch of different things. But probably, David, the one thing you're really excited to hear about. Okay. Monday night, we go down for dinner. Okay. Now, understand, understand, I have slept, right? I read a book, David, a book. CB read a book on
3: this trip. An actual, like, paper book. Not an e-book or nothing. An actual, like, book?
0: A book, David, a book. I read a book. <laughs> I'm still reading a book, but I read a book. You're right. So I got a little son, uh, but we go Monday night. We go down. My wife says, Let's go down to six for a minute. I want to check on something. I says, I ain't no so I know about to go down to six. We turn the corner off the elevator, and there's the spa. Which I knew she was going to jump on the spa deal pretty quick. Which more power to her, right? She walks in, little girl says, uh, "Can I help you?" In a crazy accent. And uh, Laura says, "Do you have any couples massages for tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Excuse me." She goes, you have any couples massages? <laughs> and I thought, I, I'm not in for a couple massage. I'm not, well, I, no, uh-uh, I'm out, right? And the lady says, Yeah, I got them for 15 And so uh, Laura says, Book it. So we turn around and walk out. And I said, What would you just do? She goes, well, We're going for a massage tomorrow. I said, Nope, not me. I'm out. She goes, Nope, we're going. You and me both, we're going. I said, All right, fine. We'll go to a couple of massage. Let me tell you, I am a frequent flyer of the cold massage deal. I went twice last week and it, it was good. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. It was really, really good. This little this little Chinese girl, she got to working on my neck and my my shoulder blade one day. I I'm pretty sure she stood on my back to work on it. Not she goes, Oh, you tense. I said, Yeah, me is tense, right? So she worked from my toes up to my my neck and um I went back. I'll be honest with you. I went back. It it was a good time. So and uh I kind of felt a little weird about it, you know, at first. But I thought, I really don't care, you know. No, nobody knows me on this boat. So the last day we go back for something, Laura had to get had to check in on something. So we go back in and we're sitting in the little lounge area there. And then walks this husband and wife. And I thought, Okay, I'm all right, right. This guy just got a couples massage, right? He did. I did the hot stones though. Hot stones were really good. You gotta do the hot stone massage, but we uh, we're sitting there, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm I'm all right. This dude had a massage. I got a massage. We're, we're good. And then um, my wife says, "How was the massage?" Talking to the the, the wife, she goes, oh, it was good." And uh, she said, "Are y'all done for the day?" And the guy said, "Oh no no no, we're waiting on our pedicures." And I'm like, "Well, dude, you've just you've lost me. I'm not getting the pedicure. You ain't touching my feet. There ain't no way no how." So he's from Bryan, Arkansas. So I feel like I'm a little step above him right now. But I got my massage, I got my rest, got my sleep on, got my food on. I gained four pounds last week, David. That's all I gained. But I had a really good time. And pulling back into port Saturday morning, we got to see the launch of Lucy, the the spaceship or rocket thing that took off Saturday morning. Uh, Literally saw it shoot off at 530 in the morning. That was a really cool experience. The noise from that was incredible. But uh, yeah, had a great week. Good time. Good to be back. Um, Good to be uh, good to be rock and rolling back here with you guys again. So uh, so yeah, good time. Ready to go again soon, hopefully. So back to reality now. It doesn't. It sucks, but we're here, so (laughs) it is part of it, right? So it's uh, it's all good. But no, I had a really good week. But I feel like I missed a lot last week, David. Did I miss a lot last week? Huh? Yeah, some things. Some things. What I miss? I know we, we we got. You know we're looking at uh, looking at points going into uh, this weekend's event on Grand. I know we talked about that just a little bit. We'll talk about that real quick. You got um, I pulled out. I know they they meant they they did the open schedule for next year, right? Yep. So you look at the overall opens. Um, oh wow! I didn't see this. Overall opens angler of the year right now. Uh, top three will move on to the elites. Uh, Porosnik got a 70 point lead over Tommy Williams. Dice K. Ioki, he's uh, about 32 points back from Williams. Then Masayuki Masashita, 1251. So he's about 18 points back in fourth place. So that's in your overall open. Sam George, John Garrett, uh, Matt Pangrak. Andy Rebar, Upshaw, and Chris Boudry, Uh, they're your top ten. So a lot can change there. Uh, We know Prosnick's already in the Classic with the win at Smith. Tommy Williams, Texas guy, he should know Graham pretty well. And then you've got, um, of course, Pangrak and Upshaw, they're from Oklahoma as well. So that should be – it'll be an interesting tournament uh, for there. But then you look at your central opens overall, Joseph Webster with a three-point lead over Jay – Jay, I'm gonna mess it up. I apologize, uh, Zikarat, and then Brandon Lester. Dice K though he's he's kind of in in two ways, isn't he? But he's he's kind of right there holding on. So if he has a good event, he could very well squeeze in there. So KG, how you feel about these points and the way things are looking right now for this for this final final open?
2: You know, I think the the overall obviously Jacobs in a really good really good position there you know, the win at Smith Lake certainly helped him a lot, um, helped him get in the classic. And now all he really is worried about is trying to, to make it to the lead series. So he, he might be a little conservative. I don't know how aggressive he gets on this one, but um, you know, he could probably fish, finish from in a little pack and still be in, Pretty really good shape yeah
0: yeah i i think you're right as long as you know i think you just worry about catching a limit all three days and um or first two days and just stay consistent i think you're going to be uh he's going to be okay there and uh the,
2: the, the only tricky thing about the opens and i had, i hadn't seen if they've posted uh a, you know the the butter list or not but y- you know if they have 225 boats in this deal and it's a lot of local guys you, you got to be a little careful, because if, if you slip too much, then that's a lot of points difference you're you're potentially giving up. So, you know, I, I say he's in good shape, but he still has to go out there and perform.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does, he does for sure. So, interesting to see how this one plays out this week. Go ahead, David.
3: i it was speaking of the motor list, because I don't know if you if you see who's sitting at number fifth on that central open list, one point behind Daisuke. Some guy from your guys' neck of the woods, uh, a certain Jesse Wiggins. Yep. I'm going to stir the pot, but you know, um, well, if, if he does fish and he does qualify, um, is he playing a, double duty? There is a rumor
0: going around North Alabama that Jesse Wiggins is not going to Grand Lake. Okay. So that's just a rumor. I have not confirmed or denied that with Jesse Wiggins, but there is a rumor that Jesse is not going to Grand Lake. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens if he shows up. If he doesn't. And uh and what goes on there. So it'll be interesting to see. But you're right. A lot of lot of crazy twists and turns uh, in this open season. I know they're ready to uh, get this one wrapped up and um, and get that field. I know they'll announce the Elite Series field soon. Uh and uh, I know they're I know the bass is kinda of itching to get that done. I know guys are itching to get in there. So 2022 open schedules were announced last week while I was gone. Uh, Looks like the Southerners are going to Kissimmee, Cherokee, and Lake Hartwell. Um, That's a good uh, good schedule for the Southerners. Centrals are going to Ross Barnett. Why, I don't know. The Red River in Louisiana. And then Sam Rayburn in Jasper, Texas. So that's going to be a tricky one, KG, because Ross Barnett in April can be good can be bad. You just never know. A red river is always a crap shoot down there, but they catch them. They always do. That's a, uh, that's a pretty diverse set of lakes right there for the, for the central guys.
2: You know? Yeah. And, and it's a, it's quite a bit different schedule than what we've seen the last couple of years. Last couple of years has seemed to be a little, a little bit, uh, you know, s- smaller geographically. Yeah. They seem to be a little bit spread out more. Yeah. Um, Much- it'll be interesting to see if it affects the, uh, the attendance.
0: Yeah, it will. That's for sure. So a little different, a uh, little different look there. And then you go to the northern, the, the northern opens: James River, Oneida, and then Upper Chesapeake. So no Saint Lawrence River on this one uh, this year. So I know the elites are going back there and all that, but uh, nothing on the opens. But James River, Oneida, Upper Chesapeake—that's going to be a—it's um, going to be a be a good event. So we'll see how how that goes. November nineteenth, eleventh, and twelfth uh are your registration dates so that schedules up on englishchannel.com as well as bassmaster.com so a lot of a lot of things moving and shaking in the old bass fishing world coming up um in the next little bit so excited to get some of this stuff underway get it done i know we're already looking ahead to 2022 as are a lot of other people and um it's time to get some of this stuff wrapped up so what else has been going on gentlemen Not everybody was. Well, it,
2: it, well I mean, it seems like you've been gone forever, so it's kind of hard to it's hard to think back over the time that you were gone. It's like just it's gone like time just, just, just time gone seven just days, stood. right?
0: So left on a Friday, came back on a Saturday. Well, eight days, I guess. But that's the best part. But I didn't turn my phone back on until Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon late, and really didn't want to turn it on then. But uh, but had to. So, but uh, but no, it's uh, it was good. I do have to give both of you guys props for uh, for stepping up and taking care of things on the Anglers Channel side for us David I know you did a lot on the website there it wasn't me it's all david well <laughs> you you were there pushing them along i'm sure so but i got to give you guys props for keeping things rolling for me while i was gone that's uh much appreciated there that was um uh, it's it's easier for me to uh, to go away and take a few days. We don't take many, so it's nice to be able to take a few days and know that everything's handled. I don't think everybody above me feel like it's handled, but I know it's handled. And I appreciate you guys handling that for me and, and taking care of things. David, you kicked ass as always, buddy. I really appreciate you.
3: So. Well, like I said in the text, yeah, I tried my, my best to do a my Walmart version of a cb you know the imitation that's not not as you know it it looks close kind of you know but uh, yeah so i tried my best not to burn down the ship
0: Uh, you know you didn't that's for sure there was no holes in it when i got back it was it was uh it was flat tires maybe (laughs) you know it was it was running pretty smooth i'll give you that so it was uh nothing there at all but um kg we got abt on smith lake this weekend looking forward to that how you feel about that event
2: uh, it should be interesting. You know, we we just had the open there and, and it was kind of tough fishing there. I think it'll be better than it was then. I think our, our, we got another cold front that came through and now we've kind of stabilized after that. So I, I think the fishing will be pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest bags we saw at the open was 15-something and uh eighteen seventeen won a Wesley Sam's Autism Tournament this past weekend. Over there, but second place was like a fourteen forty. So big a big
2: drop uh from, from one to two.
0: I I'm well, I, hoping we see, you know, low thirties win this one.
2: So something else I noticed in that winning bag is largemouth. Yes. And and I, I have actually been seeing that a lot this year. If some of these guys can get on a, a decent largemouth pattern, it, it could get interesting.
0: Are we worried about fog day one in, you know in the mornings on these two days?
2: Yeah, this time of year, fog's always a potential issue. I mean, we, we had a period, it's kind of tapered off, it's kind of hit or, hit or miss now, but I know we had a period of like 12 days straight of, of heavy fog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, I know when I went to uh, Chattanooga this morning, it was pretty thick uh, from here through Scottsboro, and finally you know, eased up once I got over into downtown Chattanooga, into Dayton. But, um, so, yeah, I know that's always a deal. And and that's got to play on some of these guys, if they've got an early morning topwater bite, they got something going. That that fog delays got got to be in in their minds. So,
2: but you know what? It's it, it's a championship. It's the big deal, and these guys shouldn't have to rely on just a, you know a, a couple hour early morning bite. You need to develop patterns that can potentially work throughout the day. That's what it's going to take to win this tournament, regardless.
0: No, it is. You're right, and so. Um, That's the two-day ABT Championship. Of course, you can watch it uh, live on the water. Me, KG, Robbie Floyd on Friday uh, and Saturday. Um, We'll be there. Alabama Bass Trail Tournament Series Facebook page, website, YouTube, the whole nine yards. You can check us out there. Uh, We'll be there all weekend covering that event, filming that one for ABT. So that should be a good one. If you're close by, come by and see us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, Burl. Come see you sometime, but it's been a little while since Neely Henry. So, but um, anyway, so
3: yes, sir. Sorry. I I just remembered this and I don't mean to end or bring something sad up, but I guess condolences and prayers to the family of Al Linder lost his bride this past Friday. Oh no, I did not know that. Yeah. So just prayers. I think the, the service is this coming Friday, but uh, prayers and condolences to uh, the dinner family there, though. I did not
0: know that. I hate to hear that. So yeah, definitely uh, prayers for for those guys for sure. So, all right, well, guys, anything Sorry. else? No, you're good. You're good. Just way to way to kill it there, David. Just you know, <laughs> man, tell you what, finally come back and that, all that happens. So, but uh, no, it's 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 good. I again appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you two guys for uh, for kind of keeping the ship steaming ahead. And, uh, and everything, putting up with all the all the people that you had to put up with to make it all happen. I really appreciate that. And uh, for you guys out there listening, we appreciate you listening. We hope you will uh, always tune into the show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast app. As always, you can check us out online, anglerschannel.com, and uh, chime in via the X Zone hotline, 256-535-3217, brought to you by Trickstep. On behalf of our guest tonight, our buddy Roy Hawk, your U.S. Open champion over on me. Congratulations to him. That's a big win for anybody, but to win it twice it's even bigger. So, congratulations to Roy for the AC Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. Make sure you put that light jacket on. Buckle it up tight. Take that
2: kill switch, and we will see you next week. Don't take it personal.
0: Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.